0: Hi there, and welcome back to the C2E podcast. I'm your host, Maria Puig, and I'm very excited for you to join us for the first interview of the podcast. We have an amazing guest that I know will have some great insight on today's topic. If this is your first time joining us, hi! In this podcast, we will discuss all things Coach to edify. We'll discuss C2E's foundation of well-being matrix and how to incorporate it into your day-to-day life. We'll also be chatting with some filmmakers that Coach Zedify supports through their media funding lab. And most importantly, we'll be learning together how to manage our stress and how to take ownership of our own personal health and that of the environment. In this episode, we're interviewing DD Boyer, a clinical therapist from Sage Mind. We'll discuss social anxiety and how the pandemic and lockdown have elevated those feelings. We'll also talk about techniques to manage anxiety and how you can improve your social skills. So let's jump right in. Do you remember the first time you left your house after lockdown? I know I was extremely stressed out to be in the outside world with real people again. This phenomenon is what professionals call social anxiety. And today we're talking about it with special guest clinical therapist Dee Dee Boyer. So welcome to the podcast. Dee, Dee Boyer, clinical therapist from Sage Mind. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing super well as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Well, I was born in Michigan and then spent the first few years of my life in Osaka, Japan, where I learned Japanese as my first language. And after that, I moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico, losing my Japanese, picking up the English and picking up my Spanish. I went to, let's see, college in High Point, North Carolina, got my master's degree in. Portland, Maine, and now I'm working in South Carolina as a clinical therapist, working with people, just helping to make life a little bit easier.
0: Amazing! I love that. Is that what inspired you to go into this field?
1: I think understanding cultures, and also having the ability to just be with my friends and and talk to them. When I was a really little girl, I remember. My own mother saying, you know, Didi, you always ask people, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Then as I got older, I said the same thing. And it just came naturally because I actually cared. I wanted to know how you felt when you were upset or when something happened. Well, you know, what, what happened after that? What, did, what was your feeling? So I thought I, I thought I just kind of floated into it naturally.
0: I love hearing how it's a passion that was in you for so long. That's so amazing to hear. So I have a question for you before we really delve into today's topic. And I want to ask this to all of my guests uh, who are coming into the podcast. So what do you like to do
1: to edify your life? Edification, that's a wonderful word. I love it. Edifying my life means growing every day, having balance, In that growth, allowing myself to make mistakes and to try not to repeat them by learning a lesson. And I believe, I think that that really covers it, just really taking care of the heart and the soul.
0: Amazing. All right. Are you ready to really jump into today's topic?
1: Absolutely. Let's go.
0: All right, today we're talking about social anxiety, especially after the COVID pandemic. So first, I want you to define anxiety for someone who maybe doesn't have a full understanding of what it is.
1: All right. So anxiety, oof, everywhere, right? Anxiety is when the body responds to an outside source, a perceived danger, something that is frightening or something that is concerning, scary, unpredictable, don't know what's going on. So our body tends to act in a very natural way. That's our primal part. Our heart rate goes faster. Our breathing quickens. We start to wonder, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? What am I going to do about this? I've never experienced this in my life before. So anxiety is twofold. One is a healthy anxiety or stress where it just kind of guides us along into what we need to get done. Getting up in the morning, going to work. You know, if I'm late, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to get paid and things like that. But anxiety is the actual emotional, physical description or emanation of what worries you.
0: Can you tell me the difference between general anxiety and social anxiety?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So generalized anxiety is kind of like a thread running through you and every day of your life. You have a heightened sense of awareness, a feeling of I'm always aware, hyper aware of what's going on around me. I'm not sure. I don't feel confident 100% of the time. And I'll just jump back and forth. I think that's the best way. Social anxiety is generalized anxiety, but it heightens when we're around people. When we're in large groups, when we are in, let's say, a mall, a shopping center, all these people, lots and lots of people around. It gets very scary because they're afraid of many things. They're afraid of, am I going to fall on my face? Very common anxiety-provoking moment. Am I going to spit in someone's face when I speak to them? I have to actually speak to them. You know, things that we may think are irrational, like my pants are going to fall down, you know, and I'm in a big group of people. That is social anxiety. The generalized anxiety happens wherever we are. We could be sitting by ourselves and our thoughts start to crawl in. We start to overthink things. That's generalized anxiety.
0: I find it very interesting how you mentioned the mall because we just spent like a year and a half completely locked into our homes. And now things are starting to open up. And I've, I personally have noticed that I get a lot more anxious around people, because I feel like I haven't been around them in so long. So what are your thoughts on like, having been locked inside and now starting to come out of the world and being like, Oh, no, the world is
1: real? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And not only is the world real, but the world is different. No matter how you slice it, it's different now. Something huge happened. The pandemic happened. It's a huge change. We find change every single day. Okay. And I had mentioned that in the past, that change can be as simple as someone hanging up on us. We changed our hair color. We broke up with somebody. Something as big as the pandemic can actually cause us to change the way that we react to the outside world and to our inside selves. Before the pandemic, we didn't have anything to compare our lives to. Ah, the flu, cold, going out, it's raining, I'm angry. Whatever emotion comes over, any situation that happens becomes magnified. So in the pandemic, you're talking about, oh my gosh, I have to go out and people. (laughs) You know, I have to go out and be social. After a year of having a very, very strict routine, being afraid to breathe, being afraid to be around others without your face mask on, forgetting to wash your hands, being so worried that, oh, I touched my face. You know, all the rules change. They're not the same. We're getting mixed messages, aren't we? We're, we're hearing that, do this, now you don't need to do that. Go and get the vaccination then there are people who don't want to get vaccination. So there are people who were worried upon worried upon worry upon worry. You were saying that you stay in your house. Yes, I spent the good amount of that time in my home and I was doing telehealth, which is just like we're doing right now. So was I seeing your face? Yes, I saw your facial expressions, but I didn't get to see the things that I needed to see. The legs shaking, the hand gestures, things going on in the background that were not face-to-face, I grew comfortable with it. Do you know when I went back into the office, I felt very strange being face-to-face. I was more aware of things from here down. (laughs) And I knew that everybody else was afraid as well. It's very normal. In fact, it's more than normal. It is a coping mechanism. And it's not really something that we need to be afraid of, but we need to learn how to deal with it. Yeah, definitely. So
0: let's talk about what can we do to work on this
1: anxiety? So the anxiety comes. We're sitting there. We start to feel, oh, a thought, something that makes us feel as though there is danger. But there really isn't danger. It could be something that we're just thinking Have you ever had a thought that is a possibility? Oh, definitely. Right? A possibility. Did I leave that in the office? Did I forget to lock my car? You know, that feeling that you get like a. Okay, that explains it perfectly. That message or that emotion sends a message to the brain, and the brain says, Ah, we have to save us, save me. I have to be saved. So all of a sudden, It rushes blood and it rushes adrenaline through our bodies. Now that quickens our heart rate and it also makes us breathe a little more shallow. So we're like panting, okay. Bringing the blood into the center of the body gives us the ability to run fast. When we're out of danger, if it was real and we got away and we're fine, now we can calm down. Then the message goes to the brain that says the danger is gone or the thought of, did I lock my car? When I go out to my car, I check the car and I locked it. Now I'm going back in the house. The brain detects no more danger and it floods the body with a chemical called, which we make dopamine.
0: Uh, Yes. I, I have a general idea of what dopamine is. Can you explain it a little bit further?
1: Sure, absolutely. Dopamine is our feel good hormone or chemical, and it rushes into the body. It's the feeling you get when you eat something really yummy, right? That's nature's way of keeping us alive. So if you eat what's yummy, it makes us feel good. We'll continue to eat and we'll live. Okay. So now back to we checked our car, we locked it. Now the brain is telling us, and we can calm down. That makes the heart rate soften, the breathing. Relax. Now, let's go to the perceived dangers or the perceived anxiety that comes in. and What do we do about that? We have to do a little trick that I like to show anybody who needs it. And that is we're going to psych out the brain. And we do a breathing technique that I like to show everybody. What the breathing does is it slows down. We make it slow down. And in making it slow down, it sends a message to the brain that what, no danger, right? All of a sudden anxiety goes away. And I'll give you a little, little tidbit, a panic attack or an anxiety attack, that kind of feeling never lasts more than about 20 minutes. So no matter what happens, think you're gonna be okay. But the breathing technique is, we breathe in through the nose, and we want to keep our shoulders back you're opening up the chest cavity, which allows the lungs to be as open as they possibly can, and you want to imagine when you're inhaling that it's like opening a balloon and you open and you breathe in and hold it at the top for the count of one, and then you blow out through the mouth like a rush of wind or the ocean sound all the way until you get the image of your lungs becoming like raisins so you're breathing in and opening up like a balloon and breathing out until you can breathe no more and i'll just show it to you like this okay so it's in through the nose and out through the mouth would you like to do one with me yeah definitely so follow me through my nose in. Hold and out through the mouth hard. (sighs) You repeat that five times. Amazing. I feel
0: already a little bit more relaxed.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad. I agree. I'm the same. I'm the same way. I do it all the time. And if we can concentrate on that, it actually will release the dopamine into the body. And if it doesn't do any of the above, what you've done is you have taken your mind off of the worry to get the breathing, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's shift and talk a little bit more about social skills because for my generation, at least from being locked inside, it's like we forgot how to like meet new people and how to be brave and talk to someone new. So do you have any advice to improve our interpersonal relationships, especially because that is part of the pillars of Coach to Edify. It's community, which happens to be one of the hardest ones.
1: Yeah, Oh, of course. We are social beings. Naturally. So no matter what, at some point, we're going to come back into that. And it's going to be like riding a bicycle. I begin that by saying it's good news, right? Because I would like to just share that there have been times in the past and maybe you have done something that you have been isolating, that you have been sick for a long period of time and you've come out of that. This just happens to be an extended amount of time. People are afraid again. If you think that you're the only one who's going through any kind of anxiety, social anxiety, a failure to communicate with others in a way that perhaps you did in the past or perhaps you're already socially uncomfortable. One of the main things is starting with walking by somebody and smiling and not expecting anything back. A smile is something that you give out without expectation of it being returned. Would it be nice to get a smile back? Of course but if you don't expect it back, you won't feel socially awkward. And I think that's kind of where we're going, especially in college, especially when we're meeting new people. We're not so sure about ourselves. We're not so sure, you know, are they going to like me? Are they going to think I'm odd? Is there a piece of something in my teeth? (laughs) And that's very, very natural. So I actually think, Smiling at somebody and understanding that if you get a smile back or a hello, you just got a prize. It makes you feel good. Practice that. Practice that. Practice Do it over and over and over again. Whether they say hello or they ignore you, remember the response that comes from somebody else is coming from a place of what's going on with them. We're so aware of ourselves. We're so concerned that we're flawed. Instead, maybe we can say, you know, no matter what it is, I can smile at you, but if you don't return it, something must be going on in your world, in your life. And I can say, okay, maybe my smile will make a little bit of a difference. Either way, you didn't mess up. How's that? Now, social skills are very different for each one of us. It comes from how we were raised, who we were raised by. What are our morals, our values, our understanding? So it's going to shift. It's going to change whoever with whoever you meet. Can you possibly give me an example of maybe something or somewhere or an instance? I'm going to ask you the question. An instance where you felt maybe socially awkward or strange, uncomfortable. Well, I
0: remember finally getting back to campus and uh there was a day where none of my friends were around so I kind of had to meet someone new I was just sitting in the, uh we have an outside area with a lot of tables and I was just sitting there and I was like oh I would like to talk to someone but I don't know and I feel weird that I'm just like sitting alone
1: yeah. oh I get it absolutely so were you in a cafeteria or were you just sitting around tables where it was just a social area?
0: It was a, it was like an outdoor cafeteria area. There's a lot of tables out there and they're all really close together. Okay.
1: So you look around you. Start looking for props. Pass the salt, please. Hey, that's good. Where did you buy that? Do you have the time?
0: Maybe like complimenting something they have, like complimenting their outfit would be a good idea.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Any kind of compliment, any kind of gesture that acknowledges, you know, maybe not like, oh, you know, I just think you're absolutely gorgeous and, you know, anything is too yeah. <laughs> right. It can be just something very general, like, oh, I love your nails. Or what are they studying? Do you take the same class as they do? Oh my gosh, I took that last semester. It was just a bear. What do you think of it? what are you listening to? And that's going to be kind of like a, a, a hazy one because when they have earpods in their earbuds in, right, they're going to maybe some people will not react so favorably. So maybe you take that just as a, as a, as a cue. One other thing is that if there's nobody around, Or you're sitting there thinking, I'm the only one sitting at this table. Everyone's looking at me. They think I'm this, that, or the other. I can guarantee you that 95% of what you're thinking is not correct. We think of ourselves as very important when we think that way. Think of that. Tell yourself, "Mm, you know what? They're probably too busy to be thinking that I'm this lonely person who has no friends and I must be awful and all sorts of things that we go through our heads. So if we go to that place where we're thinking that somebody's staring at us, we feel uncomfortable or sitting alone, pull out some music, open a book. If you have to fake it, just grab a piece of paper and pretend you're writing notes on it. What other things would you say would be something that you need, would be helpful, you think? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know that when I, if I'm in a new place, let's say I go to a conference and I'm there by myself and I am absolutely solitary and I'm purposely not uh, aware or acquainted to anybody else. I will look at somebody and I will say, do you have an extra menu? Do you have an extra guide to what's going on? Do you know what time the next session is? That sort of thing. And if I don't feel like it, if I feel super uncomfortable and I feel like this is just not gonna work because remember, we are all experiencing different levels of anxiety at that time, social anxiety. If you really feel uncomfortable, walk to another space, just walk, walk around. And at some point you will find somebody in the area that looks interesting, that looks compatible, and try again. You're going to find somebody.
0: This was super interesting. I did, this was an, an amazing conversation we just had. I'm so happy to have you as my first guest. This was brilliant. Uh, is there any final thoughts on anything we talked that you would like
1: to share? This is going to pass. This whole pandemic, I'm going to bring this in as, as what is Causing us to have the anxiety that we have. That's a little higher level than our normal anxiety. This, like everything else, is going to become something we already understand. The next generation is going to be born into understanding that COVID is around. Okay. Every day we're learning more and more about COVID and protecting ourselves, doing the things that you need to do to take care of you. In a social setting, just remember that chances are the person that you're looking at or the person that you're concerned about thinking one way or another about you, is probably thinking the same thing. We're not necessarily born completely and 100% confident, right? Self-confident. I'm just fabulous. Yes, maybe the two-year-old jumping in mud puddles. We haven't care in the world. We jump in puddles and we're great. Right? Mommy, look what I did. Okay. As you get older, you learn that there are difficulties. You learn about the difficulties. That's when you learn failure. The more we fail, we can allow ourselves to feel really upset by it. We can stop the growth. This is where I tell people don't. Failure can be your best ally because you can say, oh, silly me. You know, you can make fun of yourself and say, Mm-mm. you know, yeah, I'm the kind of girl I, I, I fall upstairs. You know, the second you do that, you learn, hey, I'm a human. It's OK. I'm going to learn from this. And whatever I learn will be helpful in the next set, whatever you do. Hey, so be easy on yourself.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, T.D. It was wonderful to have you. Such an interesting conversation. Is there anything
1: you would like to promote or plug for our listeners? Well, for right now, I'm going to be creating uh, some platforms that I'll be able to provide. But my audio blogs are on uh, Coach's Corner, on coachededify.org, any kind of email, message anything you'd like to ask I encourage anybody to step forward and just ask away and I'd be happy to to email anybody or connect
0: amazing thank you so much once again I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day Um, and thank you for joining us
1: oh thank you so much for having me and you have a wonderful evening
0: Wow, <laughs> that was an incredible interview. I learned so much about social anxiety and about myself, and I'm so excited to incorporate that breathing technique into my personal practice. I think it's so important for everyone to acknowledge how the pandemic has affected our lives and find ways to edify ourselves. I encourage you to check out the coaching corner on coachedify.org to check out more of Dee's amazing advice. And if there's another topic you would like to hear about on the podcast, feel free to email podcast at coach to edify.org. That's podcast at coach two like number two, edify.org. We have plenty of more amazing interviews line up from coaches and artists. So make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and our podcast. But in the meantime, get inspired, get healthy, and keep building yourself up. The Coach to Edify podcast is produced by MP3 Productions in association with the Coach to Edify Media Funding Lab. The podcast is written and hosted by Maria Puig and edited by Pinky Vidal. Branding is made by Luzmari Santana. Special thanks to Maida McCullough and Didi Boyer. To support the C2E podcast, you can donate by going to -to coachtoedify.org, and or leaving a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.